episode of the podcast of the Galaxy. Uh, I am here with Jared. How's it going, Jared? It's going very well. It's going very well. How yeah, are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, obviously, it's been a very long time. We took we took a little bit of a hiatus here, uh, but we are back uh, to discuss you know everything revolving Moon Knight uh, and. We are going to be previewing Multiverse of Madness. Obviously, it's a very, very big week for Marvel coming up. And, uh, yeah, we're just, you know, getting back into the swing of things here with um, a very, very good, at least in my opinion, show and a very highly anticipated movie coming up here. So we're basically going to cover, you know, we're going to be reviewing uh, episodes one through five of Moon Knight today. And we are also going to be previewing Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah, fun episode planned today. And, uh, Jared, so obviously we haven't been able to, like, you know, um, talk about, like, Moon Knight episode by episode here. So I understand it's going to be when, you know, you give your first reactions, it's going to be, like, very um, probably all over the place, just like mine will be. But um, that's obviously okay. But, um, yeah, this came out. Obviously, we are in episode five now. And obviously tons have taken place. And... It's uh, very cool things, uh, it's like, you know, tons of amazing moments so far. Just what are your, like, you know, uh, like, first reactions after, you know, heading into the finale after seeing episodes one through five? Well, first of all, I'll start by this. This show is so different than any show that Marvel's any done. Anything that Marvel's any done in general. And I knew that, and you did too. I talked to you, and we both knew that from the first episode. From the first episode, this multiple personality disorder, this entire it centering around a mental disability and really influencing on it and making it part of the story is such an interesting concept, and it fits so well in the story, obviously, because that's what it was built around. But it just it's just so entertaining. And everything from the phasing out when Mark takes over and Steven leaves to, you know, to everything, even when, you know, Steven gives up control or Mark gives up control. It's so cool to see their inner relationship as well, just kind of strengthen as the show goes on. At first, it was a super tense, like they had to force each other to give up, you know, control. But I mean, even still, they still both want to be in control of the body, but they'll let the other one take control sometimes based on necessity but even so there are a bunch of other characters the introduction of gods they did gods so well in this they didn't have them overly powerful they didn't have them like destroying the world and stuff like that they had them fighting by proxy using these soldiers that were put forth through their themselves and that is such an interesting concept, and I think it works really, really well in Moon Knight. And just this entire thing about just Egyptian gods as well, going through the history, having one person who's extremely adept in that history, it just works so incredibly well. And I love it. There's so much cool imagery. There's so much cool cinematic stuff, especially when they're running through the hospital, the mental ward, I mean. They're just they're going through all of these things, and it's changing, and it's 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 so so cool to see and i'm i'm super excited to see the sixth episode it'll be amazing but so far the series has definitely solidified itself as my favorite it's it's taken over loki really off a combination of the cinema cinematography and the like 
just how good the story is. It's so, so good. It's such a new thing for Marvel that it feels fresh. It doesn't feel like a... And same, kind of same as Loki, because Loki dealt with a lot of multiversal concepts, which we didn't really get in the MCU yet. It gave us a new, fresh take on Marvel, and it introduced something that was really interesting. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, well said. Uh, I, I agree with uh, probably all the points that she said there. Um, yeah, yeah, one thing that you know I'd like to point out which, you know, similar, you touched on this, you know, in a similar manner. Um, we, we have not really seen somebody with a, like, you know, a disorder such as this one that uh, Mark Spector is going through. Um, it was very, throughout episodes one through five, it was a very powerful performance by Oscar Isaac to be able to like, you know, deliver two different, I mean, same, body basically different like you know like different personalities he delivered that and with you know the uh english exit with steven and you know the like the more brutal character and mark specter and you know the more kind and like you know friendly you know that that guy that everybody wants to be friends with in the form of uh steven um you can't really like, you know, just ignore Oscar Isaac's performance as as a character who who has who, you know, has a disorder that like, you know, no other character has uh, in the MCU to this point. So I think that's very uh, that, that that is worth pointing out that Oscar Isaac's performance was is is just outstanding in this. And. You know, then you have um, Ethan Hawke, who's been doing a phenomenal job as both, like, you know, that kind of manipulative therapist uh, in the psych ward. And then you have, obviously, more of the main villain in Arthur, Arthur Harrell, which, you know, we're going to get into that more. But, um, yeah, just the I think the big thing I want to touch on in these this, like, first reaction part is, like, you know, just the actor performances to be able to deliver, like, you know, these complex characters. Uh, fantastic. And then um, you have the visuals and the visuals is a big part of it um, because I was, I, I, there's been multiple times where I've been really impressed um, with how the visuals have gone. Like, you know, when you had uh, just one example, when Kanchu was basically turning back to the night sky, that was an absolutely beautiful scene and definitely one of the most like, you know, aesthetically pleasing uh, moments and just like, you know, being able to see a sky move with all the purple and like look kind of like like um definitely more enhanced than like an, an aurora aurora borealis type thing that was that was incredible um and yeah so just there's so many moments that are different that than what we've seen in in the past specifically with mcu shows but you like you know you can uh say this with movies as well it's just like you said different feel um, you know, different characters you're dealing with, with uh, complex stories, basically. And yeah, I just have loved every second of it. And then obviously the Egyptian theme, which we haven't really seen uh, projects in Marvel based around like different mythologies other than like, you know, Thor, basically. But outside of that, like, you know, it's this is the first time you're doing Egyptian mythology, which I think is really cool with gods like Kanshu. You have uh, Tara Wet, obviously, 
who we've seen in episode five and four and five, the hippo there. And then, yeah. So just all around very, very good show. And I, yeah, I, I am very close. So my, my thing with whether or not this is the best Disney plus show is I'm going to wait to see how the finale goes. It's definitely the second for me, at least, um, if the finale is better than Loki, because right now I would still keep Loki at the top for me as of right now, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know, but because it's going to do, I think Moon is going to have to do a, um, a lot to beat the Loki finale, in my opinion. But I certainly think that it's possible. So I, I don't, it's, it's definitely up there right now. Definitely top two. Hopefully it gets to the top one, but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward for the finale regardless. So, yeah, those are um, my thoughts on this. And now I'm basically going to go to Jared, which, you know, I touched on this a little bit. What do you think about, like, you know, um, the different character performances and what characters um, in this show, uh, like, you know, connect with you the most? So which ones are, like, are you, were you most impressed by? I, I, I'm i confused. That's not, that's not really even a question for me. It's obviously Oscar Isaac. He, there, there's no there's no like competition between any character the fact that he played both of those characters so well while like retaining continuity obviously that's you know the script and everything but he was especially during the the psych ward scene that was both him just being able to do that and sound convincing must be so hard and i really realized that during this we we take actors for granted. Like we we say, oh well, you know, they're just reading from a line. They have to do that while surrounded by a stage, and you know, a crew. They have to really put themselves in this environment, talking to himself, which is crazy. Uh, it's just he did such a good job, and you you made an amazing point about his accent. Those accents were spot on, like literally exactly what i would imagine a person from england and a person from america would sound like it's spot on i don't really think there's anyone who could compare to the the performances that oscar isaac actually put forth he did such an amazing job and i really was so impressed by his performance he was just incredible i i just what what he did with the character was just incredible. I'll be honest. Like, uh, again, I, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of like, you know, going through this again and again. But he really just made this care. He made this character. I don't think that another actor could have done it. But I think it being him, he really made this character what it was, and he made the show for me. I think that without him, the show would be much, much, much worse. It was just obviously Moon Knight. It's about him. But just the multiple personalities, and the thing about the multiple personalities is they have obviously there's different ways that they speak, but also they act differently. The fact that he can act those two different roles while retaining the same character is just so crazy. I I, I was super impressed by his role, and I commend him for it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I obviously. I, as I literally said before, Oscar Isaac is probably does have the biggest show ceiling performance. However, you know, when I 
look at other characters in this show who also need to like kind of had a job to make the show great as well along with that Strazik. you know you look have to look at you know people like ethan hawk as well who you know i haven't seen him in a lot of stuff before this i don't even think i've seen him in anything obviously i know that he was pretty famous and i do know that he's known for playing like these twisted characters like arthur O'Hara is and so you know just praising his performance right now i think that this idea of like you know being this kind of like corrupt like you know fowler of Amit and being and like judging you know people's souls that's like that was a very like like it, it needed in my opinion it needed an actor like Ethan Hawke who is familiar with playing these like you know more villainous and darker roles in order to like you know convey that message that like you know it's you know, it, judging people's souls is, like, not, like, you know, it's not supposed to be, like, it, it, like, it's supposed to be a big deal, and it's supposed to be, like, a very, like, kind of, like, Thanos-esque, where, where I, obviously, it's not removing, like, half the population, or, I mean, it depends on how many souls are, like, you know, unbalanced, but, like, you know, it's a very kind of, like, you know, wiping out existence type of thing to do, and I think that that was very... Um, with that portrayal as Arthur Harrow, I, I think that he was certainly one of the biggest standouts. And obviously, you have in episode four with him literally killing uh, Mark Spector. Obviously, it builds, you know, it builds like the sinister motives of him, and like you know, it makes people want to like you know see Moon Knight kick his ass in the finale, which is probably you know, kind of something we're going to be seeing. So I think that Ethan Hawke did a phenomenal job playing this villain. Uh, at least three episodes went through five, and I obviously he's probably going to do a great job, like, you know, wrapping up the story between Arthur Harrow and uh, uh, Moon Knight in episode six. So, yeah, and then you have the actress, and I don't know her name right now, who plays Layla. She also did a great job. She, you know, there were some emotional moments with her in it, and I feel like she, with obviously with Mark killing, uh, being revealed to like as a group of mercenaries killing her father, um, that that was like def- well not sorry I should clarify not Mark actually killing her father but he was part of the group of mercenaries he was there, um, her able to you know convey that emotion was pretty, um, she did a really nice job with that and obviously, be, her being like her having a history uh, with um, as being Mark's wife before it it helps build up that she really helps build up that relationship between Mark and Layla and even Steven and Layla. So I thought she did, she did a great job as well. And uh, yeah, so those are, I I did want to just point out those two other characters as well, because they definitely uh, did play a part into how well done the show was. And uh, I obviously, you know, with other, with like, you know, other characters like Kanchu, for example, I love Kanchu. Um, he's, you know, very, uh, I honestly find him actually to be quite a, like, you know, more like, you know, ominous character. And I really like that just because like, you know, he was basically the creator of Moon Knight and he was like with his, like in, with the dark tone basically surrounding him and like with him appearing out of nowhere and stuff like that. And like, it's just, I really liked Kanji's presentation as well. So yeah, those are just a few characters I wanted to touch on as well. Jared, do you have anything else to other, uh, have it to do with like the character development? No, 
I, I would say I would agree with you um, on the fact that, I mean, being such a good villain while remaining so calm, I love the way he spoke. The way he spoke was super menacing, like acting calm while doing all this stuff, how he was able to fool all the other gods while, you know, you know, fooling all the other gods into thinking that he wasn't going to revive um, Amit. It, it was it was really cool the way he spoke, and I think that it made for a great villain. He wasn't one of those aggressive villains. He was a, he was he was just as menacing while being extremely extremely cool tempered. You could say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and yeah, I I think that you know. I heading into the Moon Knight finale. Moon Knight, the finale is probably one of the most imp- anticipated finales um, out of any Marvel show so far for me. I would say Loki has that edge right now, but like Moon Knight definitely has one of the most anticipated finales just because um, of Arthur Harrow's actions. I mean, they, they they play a big role into this because you know it's basically all this has been leading up to see Arthur Harrow being defeated and it's not like you know it was a mystery villain from the very beginning like who is who's it gonna be it was made very clear that it was arthur harrow unlike you know where in wandavision you had to wait a little bit to see that it was agatha harkness you know it was kind of unclear who the main villain was in fact in the winter soldier loki did have to wait a full six episodes to find the main villain so yeah and this one just had a straight up like you know from episode one you know, you know, you knew who the main villain was. And I do like that. And, you know, with, like I said, that character development of Arthur Harrow throughout all, all five episodes so far has really paid off. So, yeah, I'm obviously looking forward to see more of seeing more of him in the finale. So, uh, yeah, we are going to just like, you know, go over like because obviously since we're covering episodes one through five right now, we do we there are a lot of parts that we can discuss regarding like, you know, our, our the parts that stood out. But Jared, are there like one or two parts like that you could potentially call your favorite in this? And what and why would and basically why? So I would say that the parts that I could call my favorite are probably there's two. And they're both kind of dealing with supernatural. One was when they were turning back time to find the sky that was on the on that date. That was just a really cool scene with Khonshu and uh, Steve. Wait, uh, it wasn't Mark in the body at that time. It was Steven, right? Yeah. yeah. Steven in the body at that time, just in that suit, just them kind of going in synchrony and turning back the sky. That was a really cool scene. But then the other scene is, and my, both of my favorite scenes are based off um, cinematics. I loved when they opened the door onto the deck of the ship and saw the underworld. That was so cool. Um, just being able to open that door and see all of the souls wandering through there, it, it was just really cool. And obviously, it transpired into some very, very cool scenes. It was it was just really really cool that entire thing, obviously because before that we had only seen really one other supernatural scene, and it was cool to see that. And obviously there was there was a couple others you could name. I mean I loved the first time that Mark and uh Mark and Stephen actually had to like 
join teams when the dog was chasing them in the museum and, you know, Steven let him take control of his body. He first turned to that Moon Knight. That was such a, like, a iconic scene as well. I could I could honestly say that was my favorite as well. Just him turning into that Moon Knight character and the dog jumping in and him beating up the dog. That was such an iconic scene as well. I mean, there's a ton of scenes that you could say that were your favorite, or especially for me. Uh, but it, it was overall just a really good show that I think that I could have a multitude of favorite scenes just because there were so many good ones. You know, when first Conchu was stalking towards Steven in the elevator, we didn't know what it was. So we were, you know, it was kind of scary at that time, but it was an old woman. This entire thing of the mystery and then the action, acceptance, then action. It was a, it was a very cool sequence of events, but during those, I would say I had a couple favorite, and I just said those now. But yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely can't pick a solitary moment that was my favorite one. Sometimes I do have those, I do have shows where I can pick my solitary favorites, but this is definitely not one of them. Yeah, so very good, very good picks. Obviously, um, I so mine basically revolves around i would say the last two episodes um just because i thought the last these last two episodes episodes four and five were just totally on a different level um in episode four uh after you had steve sorry mark getting shot um i definitely thought that that scene where like you know he's in this like you know this hospital basically and he's seeing all like, you know, all these callbacks to, like, you know, his past, basically. So, like, um, people he's interacted with before, obviously, were in that same hospital. Um, you had the goldfish and the bull that was there, which basically, you know, symbolized uh, Gus. And then you had uh, the cup. There were cupcakes being served. Uh, Layla was there, obviously. Uh, you had, like, p- you know, pictures of that town that Arthur Hare was in up in like, and then the uh, therapists, obviously um, all of these, you know, things that were like, you know, revealed to us in that hospital based on like, you know, the past experiences that Stephen and Mark have had um, really like, you know, was really powerful to me. And basically that whole scene was so suspenseful, suspenseful. Like I, I think I speak for a lot of people when, like, you know, I say that we didn't really know exactly what was going on, but we still could not, like, you know, move our eyeballs off the screen because, like, you know, he just got shot. He died. Now where is he? And, like, we all, like, was questioning at the end of it, um, like, you know, what happens now? And I feel like that suspense that they were able to build in that hospital or in a, or I don't know if you want to, you can call it an asylum, it's like, or whatever, in that scene at the end of episode four, it was just on a whole different level in my opinion. And it just changed the game for the rest of the series because, you know, it does it usually, it, I don't think it's ever happened where, you know, like in, in MCU, nor have I ever even, I don't even think I've seen, um, anything really where like, you know, somebody died and then basically them being trans like, you know, going through an asylum. It, it's re- it was a really amazing scene in my opinion and a really unique, and it highlights the difference between like, you know, this show and other shows and other Marvel shows in the past. So I really love that scene. And of course I do have to talk about the hippo. 
I thought I was laughing like really hard when the hippo just randomly said hi at the end of it. I, that was like the last straw in terms of like, my confusion. I didn't know what was going on, but at the same time, um, the hippo is also one of the most adorable things that come out of the show. So it also, um, you know, gave gave the epi- gave that final moments basically a good a, a good ending basically. So yeah, I would say that, and then. You know, in episode five, which I'm going to be talking like just briefly about this a little more uh, later, just like, you know, the revelation that um, Stephen was a creation of Mark, basically, because he he was like, getting abused by to like hide to overcome to like, you know, develop strengths because he was being abused by his mother. I thought that was an incredibly emotional and um, it really packed a punch. It was very heartfelt. Uh, or, well, not necessarily like, you know, heartfelt that, that that's not the, that's not the correct term because it was very depressing, but you know, I think that that built upon the emotion of basically what all of episode five was. So I really liked that scene as well. So I just wanted to touch on basically those two scenes because I thought those two scenes made episodes four and five, the greatest in the, um, series right now so do you have anything to add on to those jared yeah another thing about it i would agree with you that steven realizing you know i I would honestly say that entire sequence of them running through the memories and steven running and mark running after steven telling him not to uncover his past trying to get those scales balanced was really really was really really interesting and it forced them to really get to know each other and to really come to terms with who they were and I think that was really what, what they needed to do. And um, with with regard to Stephen being the creation of Mark, I think that was a really cool realization as well. But he came to terms with it pretty quickly, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I um, just to like, you know, before we wrap up on the Moon Knight section here, what do you like out of all the episodes right now, episodes one through five, what episode do you think most stood out to you so far? out of all of them and do you have a favorite one if not that's fine but, yeah. oh uh answer to both questions is episode five and i assume you would agree with me yeah this entire that entire sequence of them running through the memories was so cool and them uncovering the past him running after mark the hippo obviously was adorable as well i agree with you um but it, it was really cool to see everything the cinematics the the doorways that led them to different memories and obviously everything was kind of split through doors here and i and you know the doors back to the overworld the doors back to their memories the doors to the ship the, it was a ton of i think it's like symbolism of doors here and but them going through his memories which he didn't remember which steven didn't remember was really cool because obviously mark made steven just you know be able to suppress those memories and live a happy life. It was really, really cool. But also, you know, all the stuff with at the end when Steven had to come to term with his mother being dead. There was a lot of powerful moments in that episode, which made this, which made that episode really, really special to the series in general. But I would say that the sequential scenes of the chase through the memories was probably the best portion of Moon Knight to me. Yeah, so it is episode five for me as well. Um, 
primarily you said a lot of it. So, I mean, I guess I'm just going to have to touch on the fact that um, it was definitely Oscar Isaac's best performance. Um, it, you know, when you're able to, a lot of the scenes or I want to say a lot actually, because most of the scenes are successful in like building emotion, but some like, you know, some of the emotional scenes we've seen in the MCU don't pack as much as a punch as something like what we see um, in Moon Knight where, you know, you see, um, I mean, a lot of things, obviously you saw, you know, him as um, you saw his brother dying, obviously. And you saw him having to live with that, um, and Oscar Isaac having to play, having to like portray um, a character who's like you know getting abused by his mother um, because of the death of his brother. And I think that that was, um, you know, when he's able to convey that emotion uh, and connects that those scenes with the audience and to almost get them like you know teary eyed because of like you know his past. I think that that's that that express that that like expression highlights the bit like you know the overall big picture here around the creation of uh steven and basically what leads to to the uh creation of moon knight um not to mention that scene itself where you like you know you, you obviously have a bloodied um mark going into that cave there and basically him meeting country and him officially turning into moon knight very very cool scene and um yeah just i mean i guess i i do have to touch on a costume too like you know him being able to turn like you know uh turn into this mummy like creature obviously with or not creature but with like you know with that crescent on his chest it's just a really badass costume so i really enjoy really enjoyed seeing that costume throughout the show but yeah episode five oscar isaac just delivered a very very heavy hitting and emotional performance and uh it made it the best episode in my opinion and it's it set um episode six up perfectly in my opinion so yeah it's basically yeah it's episode five so uh yeah anything else you want to add on about episode five before we move on to no i think we covered it pretty well <laughs> so uh yeah obviously we're looking forward to uh, episode six of Moon Knight. We have t- uh, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff that should be coming next week. Uh, obviously, Kanchu's. We we hope that Kanchu gets freed. Obviously, and then I would expect Moon Knight and Arthur Harrow are going to have a fantastic battle. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Jared, any? Are, do you want to see anything in particular with episode six here? See. That's a hard question because obviously with the ending, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is kind of a cop-out answer, but I would like to see a happy ending. And this is probably going to happen, but a happy ending where everyone kind of gets reunited. And, uh, you know, no, 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 no. I would like to see a third personality transpire in the sixth episode. I think that would be cool. They're obviously not going to end everything in the sixth episode. I think that would be ridiculous because they're going to go for the second season. I assume. What is that? What do you think? That is that right? Have they confirmed? I don't. I don't know. I don't know actually, and they should, but I don't know if they have confirmed it yet. Yeah, well, I think it would be kind of crazy to resolve everything unless it was an incredibly long episode, because you know you got Stephen going overboard and getting trapped in sand. You have the journey back to the overworld. You have reviving Kanju. You have or. I guess we're freeing Conchu. Freeing Conchu. 
you have getting everything else, like defeating Amit and his disciples. You have everything like that. So I don't know if they're going to resolve everything, but honestly, I don't know why. I just really want to see an, another personality transpire because of that scene where uh, someone took over forcefully and killed a bunch of people. I don't, I don't know what it was, but Mark said he didn't do it and Steven said he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that that personality actually comes out because I assume it is someone else. You're absolutely right. And I actually, you know, I originally didn't want to talk about this because like, you know, I didn't want to get too speculative, but just to briefly um, highlight that you're absolutely right. And I, it's something that I definitely have not forgotten. And I have been thinking about uh, in terms of whether or not there is a third personality. I could totally see, I don't see the third personality coming out um, in this, like, you know, in this actual episode, like the full uh, length before the credits. However, if you did do an end credits scene, which I'm assuming they might, that's where I could see a potential third um, personality coming in to set up a third season. Uh, sorry, uh, to set up a second season. And that's just speculative, obviously. But yes, there is a plot point there with who killed those. I think they were there were three men, maybe two, um, it, who basically brutally stabbed them and, and like, you know, almost, and, um, almost caused uh, them to kill the young, even though he did end up killing himself. Um, he obviously almost caused Marcus, Marcus Stevens to, um, like, you know, cause, cause the death of a young man too. So obviously that's a darker personality that's coming out that could potentially be introduced in, in the, future seasons down the line but it will be interested to see if he does make his appearance or like you know make his presence known in the in, in this season finale so yeah but yeah i'm just hoping for look i don't i expect it for me you only have to do two things with this finale um you, obviously you have to um have a satisfying conclusion to like, you know, the dark, the, the Arthur Harrow versus uh, Moon Knight Sega. But, you know, you also have to, you know, kind of wrap up the relationship flaws that basically we left off with, with Layla and Mark, because like, you know, Layla, Mark got shot at, at, you know, pretty soon after it was revealed that like, you know, Mark was there when, uh, mercenaries killed their father so i just i want that relationship like you know flaw between them and i want that tension to you know kind of be wrapped up and i just want a satisfying uh conclusion and i probably um with like you said with on i want i it's just expecting Amit and arthur harrow to be stopped so yeah any other thoughts before we move on so i have an interesting proposal well i'll, I'll talk about a couple things first okay so, we know a couple things about this other personality, I assume. First of all, he will kill. Yes. He is good at killing. Now, about that. We, Mark has killed before, but if it wasn't Mark, I wonder if he made another personality to be able to kill. So that personality <sighs> is the personality that kills, but Mark is just, he's good at combat. But he isn't good at killing. So I imagine I what I'm thinking is this personality is the one that actually does the killing in his job. Yeah, I I think yeah, yeah, there's a good chance you might be right. 
Um, because, you know, like you said, Mark isn't like this big psychopathic killer that like, you know, was initially that idea was initially proposed when, you know, you saw in the first episode, I think it was the first episode. Yeah. Where you had like him standing around a bunch of like, you know, dead bloody bodies. That's like, you know, when you could, even though that could be Mark, I don't think it is Mark, but because of what you just said, you, um, that idea of like, you know, having somebody throughout this whole show where like, you know, people have been like brutally killed that idea of whether or not that's the third personality is, is, is very, I think it's very, a very strong possibility as well. So, um, yeah, it, it would just, it's very interesting to see um, what happens and with this potential third personality. So you do bring up a good point. Um, another point is he do like, what if, so like, you know, this is just like, like, you know, speculative again, but like, you know, maybe Mark doesn't want to kill Arthur Harrow when like he has like, you know, he has him corner basically. And then you have the third personality come out and it's that, third person that like kills Arthur Harrow I guess you could have that as a potential option who like does reveal himself in the process like you know th- this is like the third personality reveal and then he kills Arthur I guess that's a potential option as well but yeah there is a few things that you could like you know you could look forward to with um this sixth episode here in, in regards to the third personality so yeah any other final thoughts Jared, around that one last thing so, we know that Stephen was in a shaking coffin. Do you think that third personality was in the other shaking coffin that we saw? Uh, okay, and actually, I forgot to mention that as well. And see, this is why, you know, it's good to go back in these things. Yeah, yes, I do. Because I was wondering who was in that, and I was figuring that it was probably the third personality. So... Yes, I think that it's a very likely chance that it was a third personality that was in that sarcophagus. So, I mean, yeah, that's a very that's a very likely possibility. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think that, you know, what we're leading to here with all these teases to the third personality is, like, you know, hopefully setting up, hopefully setting up the season two because, like, you know, there's there's many stories that you can tell with a new personality in the mix as well. So, um. But yeah, you make a good point. I do believe that was the third personality. So, yeah. So, do you want to? Do you have any more thoughts on the third personality, Jed? No, no. I think I think we should just see what happens. Obviously, okay. we could speculate a little more, but I think that just letting it sit and yeah. really going through it would be a better thing to do. But yeah, I do think there's a third personality though. Just like just oh no, hundred percent. I agree. And so. and the the question now is whether or not he makes his appearance in the sixth episode. Or they set that up if they announce a season two, potentially in the ne- in the next season. So yeah, I think that's the only question now. But um, yeah, but we are going to move on to that because we do have to preview Multiverse of Madness here. Um, obviously, this is big. Um, the 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 atmosphere basically when you, and you can tell like you know on, on social media and stuff like that, and everybody talking about it. This is big. Um, it, it's basically as big as No Way Home. It's a big multiverse, you know, movie, and it's a well. I would say it, not as much, much like. Well, actually, there might be more cameos. There will be more cameos than just Toby and Andrew. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's so many 
things to be excited about with this next movie. And we're basically going to cover like, you know, what to expect and stuff. We're going to answer some questions that I'm going to ask you, Jared. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're just going to basically, uh, give our full preview ahead of its release this Friday or Thursday, basically. So, um, we're just going to start off uh, very basic here. Um, what like specific things like knowing everything about this movie that you do and obviously coming off of the multiple trailers that we've seen, what are you most looking forward to actually seeing come to fruition in this film? Well, to be honest, this is a little bit of a basic answer. That's well, what we're, we're obviously we're not getting as we'll, we'll be getting more than basic. Yeah, yeah. So I am simply looking forward to seeing a lot of Doctor Strange in many ways. I love Doctor Strange. He's my favorite character and my favorite Marvel movie. I, I'm just really looking forward to see his variations. I'm looking forward to see his just him in general and how he develops. I'm just really looking forward to see Doctor Strange in general and how he deals with the multiverse. And obviously, that's probably the center thing that I'm really looking forward to is all of the variants, all of this cool stuff with the multiverse, the switching, the switching universes, the switching realities, all these new variants. That's what I'm really looking forward to in general, the multiverse. I think that is what I've been looking forward to for the past like three years, though. So it's a, it's an answer I've had for a long time, but yeah, the multiverse in general. Mm-hmm. No, I like I, this. That was uh, basically the ideal answer we were looking for here. For me, I mean, it, and I know it, we're obviously going to touch on this before. It's all the, for me, it's taking a lot of things that we've seen um, in other in past MCU shows and basically p- pulling pieces out of that to like, you know, make a movie filled with all those things because, uh, you know, one difference between, um, Spider-Man, no way home and multiverse and madness is you do not have a Spider-Man does not have the follow-up to shows like what if, and, um, WandaVision like Dr. Strange does. Um, it has the variant stuff that was explored in Loki, but when you take the variants that were explored and the multiple timelines in Loki, which was basically an introduction to all this, when you take the story of WandaVision, which is literally the basis for that, the basically (laughs) whatever is going to happen with Wanda in this, which, you know, obviously we'll get to that later. And, then you have this different pieces of what if that are being incorporated into this movie, which we're also going to talk about for a bit. Um, All of those things combined in this one movie is going to make for a very good cinematic experience. And that's, that's basically the one thing I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing all these different things that we've seen from past MCU shows being incorporated into this. Unlike any movie we've seen really, because, you know, all these other movies haven't had other different television shows to go off of. And that's why th- this gives Multiverse and Madness the advantage here. Um, in terms of, like, you know, pe- getting people interested in seeing it. Because you know that the WandaVision fans, the diehard, because there's tons of them out there, they're going to be immediately in the seats 
uh, watching this film because it has Wanda in it. Um, we're going to talk about certain characters later that um, are have been in What If, the people who've watched What If. They're going to be like, oh, this is so cool that we're seeing this you know, character being adapted in live action. We're gonna go. It's, we're gonna go to the theater to see that, and yeah. So it's just seeing all, seeing the past uh, go to the present, and and basically telling a good Doctor Strange story while they're at it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm most looking forward to seeing. So, Jared, any other things you want to answer in, reg- in regards to this question before we move on? No, I think we'll get more into detail a little later. Yeah, absolutely. So. And this one, you know, you can answer this as vaguely or as specific as you want. I just like because and I think I'm going to know your answer, too, because like, you know, you said how much like, you know, you love Doctor Strange. Um, How does your hype for this film and when you compare this to like, you know, things like Spider-Man No Way Home, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, you know, all these things, all those big blockbuster movies. How do how does this film how does your hype for this film compare to your hype? For example, when you, before you entered Endgame or before you entered Infinity War and stuff like that, it's number one, easily. I mean, Doctor Strange is my favorite movie. Is my favorite Marvel movie. Sorry, not my favorite movie. It's my favorite Marvel movie of all time. And getting a mainstream blockbuster Doctor Strange is just going to be so amazing, especially with all the. It combines my two favorite things in Marvel: multiversal topics and Doctor Strange. So I think that this is by far what I'm most excited for. And the trailers look so good. Like, I I love trailers. And I think that all of the big blockbusters have had amazing trailers, including No Way Home. But these trailers look so good. And the thing is, they stretch across so many concepts as well. You've got, you know, we'll talk about a lot of it later, so I won't go into it in depth, but you've got, you know, dinosaurs, you, and then you have Ultron bots, and then you have Wanda, and then you have Doctor Strange, and then you have a bunch of random stuff. And it's really, really cool to see. So, yeah, no, it's 100% number one in my most wanted to see uh, blockbuster movies, Marvel related. Well, yeah, I, I, Obviously, I was expecting that answer from you. That was pretty, that was not shocking at all. And here's the thing I'm going to also say this. Okay. Um, I, and this is the problem with the internet these days. Um, the internet, you know, can be a pretty interesting place, obviously, outside of, obviously, outside of reasons like this. Um, if you took away everything that, you know, there are some things that potentially I wish I did not really know heading into this film. But um, when you take into account the fact that I do know these things, that's what makes my hope for this. And this is why I have a very interesting, you know, like, you know, in regards to like, you know, rumors out there. Rumors, I'm not, pretend, I'm never really, you know, I guess the word is like, you know, overly stressed out about it. Like I actually do enjoy reading them. Sure. You have to have like, you know, boundaries with what you're searching about. But if I did not know some of the things that were supposed to take place in this film, I would say my hype would have been like, you know, a little bit lower. 
knowing some of the things that I do, it is probably as high as things like Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm not even, Jared, you're, you're probably a bigger Dr. Strange. Well, you are a bigger Dr. Strange fan than me. That goes without saying. Yeah. And you're, and you're a Spider-Man fan. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, but my hype for this is basically on par with things like Spider-Man and Infinity War because like, you know, knowing some of the stuff, like I said, that we do, that we like, you know, that are in our heads right now and stuff that we possibly are expecting, that's going to, that like, you know, makes my hype basically on par with that. So I just want to say that like, you know, regardless of whether or not these rumors like, you know, should be out there and whether or not they like, you know, because sometimes it might be better to save those things. I do feel like the rumors surrounding this movie have done this, this have done great things to my hype and it is instantly like, you know, it, I, I'm dying to, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see this movie now because of some of the things. And obviously we're going to talk about them, but, and especially when you add on like, you know, Wanda, uh, the, the fight scenes that we're going to get between Wanda and Dr. Strange, knowing that it is definitely up there. And like, you know, I'm just like you, I'm excited to see a big multiverse story as well. So yeah. Anything else you want to add on with this question? Oh, sorry. Can you repeat that? Is there anything else you want to add on to to this question? Uh, no, no, no. I think we're good. Obviously, again, we're going to go into more depth about yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. So um, next, we're basically going to go to, and this is pretty, So I, I know for you, this is probably going to be an easy answer considering you've basically been leading up to it. But I mean, there, um, there can be different answers. So when you look at like, you know, the two biggest stars of this film, without a doubt, it's, it's Dr. Strange and Wanda. Um, which one, and I, like I said, I know you're going to answer this, but which one are you like most looking forward to seeing pop up in this, or like seeing like have a major role in this film? See, I'm most looking forward to Wanda. I'm kidding now. Dr. Strange, a hundred percent. I mean, I love Doctor Strange, and there's no way that I, Wanda's a good character. I like Wanda, and I think she's gonna have a great hero villain complex, and we'll get to that later. Um, I, but I love Doctor Strange, and I think that he's going to play a great role. He's played, a, he's done great acting so far. I think he's just gonna do an amazing job with everything, and I think he's gonna handle everything really well. And he's going to be put in a lot of hard situations where he's going to display a lot of emotion and do a lot of really cool stuff. I think it's going to be really good role, really good acting by him, and it's just going to be amazing in general. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, don't come at me, but I am not going to come here with the same answer. I cannot believe this. I am. Uh, so I am not. Angry I, am right not now. I am currently not. In, and you know what? I I am a bit huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I think that the guy has been, done a great job as Doctor Strange. But uh, here's the thing, and it's actually why I'm I was questioning the title of this film it, when it got released. Um, Wanda plays literally just as big of a role as Doctor Strange in this. Whether, Jared, you like that or not, which and whether like Doctor Strange fans like that or not, uh, I think that the reason why this is true and why I think, why, like, you know, Wanda is my most hyped character in this is because she's coming off of a fantastic performance 
of an, being an anti-hero in Wanda, WandaVision. Now, I don't think she's going to be labeled as an anti-hero in this in the slightest. I trust me when I say that based on what I've seen from the trailers, I think she's going to be in this film as psychopathic, like, you know, she's she is going to be a psychopath i i believe i genuinely believe that you are going to see an insane wanda who is going to like you know who is going to wreak hell on a lot of people including dr strange and i think that her story and because of that i think that that has more that has piqued my interest more i would say so that is why I'm going to give the that is why I'm going to say that Wanda is my answer for this. It's because she, um, I feel, is going to do a lot of things that make the audience gasp. I do feel like what, like I said, I am still, I am still, and since day one, I've been in this. Wanda is the main villain. She. I feel like her story in this from beginning to end is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And obviously Elizabeth Olsen is a great actress. And I think that, you know, I, I do think that this is just as much as a strange as obviously, I mean, I know that the title is Dr. Strange. I feel like it is also Marvel. I feel like it's Wanda's movie as well. So yeah, Jared, I'm sorry. I know I might've broken your heart there, but Wanda is my answer. So what do you have (laughs) <laughs> what do you have to respond well, to? Well, I don't agree with you. I will agree that she's going to be a complete psychopath. She's already mentally unstable. And she's going to become further mentally unstable. I honestly think that she... That, like... When she was in that um farm tending to, like, her trees, that was, like... Th- that was, like, a shell. A thin bubble of mental stability that is going to break and send her flying into a fit of rage. But I do believe that by the end of this, she will have come to terms with something and progress to being more mentally stable and being able to at least be neutral in the situation. Uh, I, okay. I, okay. I, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue with that. I think that that's you. You could be very. You could be very correct. I hope that's the case. I would just like to say that she could very well do some pretty, pretty terrible. I'm not even. You know what? I'm not even gonna go there because I don't even want to. You know, I don't. I don't want to think about that possibility. But um, yeah, it, it could. I. I don't know. In other words, I have been actually, I, from the very beginning, I have actually wondered whether or not she can even be redeemed after this film because I just am afraid. I, and like I said, speculative, but based on what I've seen in the trailers, I'm afraid that she could be doing very bad things to very, very good people, um, which is why I'm afraid of this redemption part. And but the, the the intrigue around that though is why it's still Wanda's my Wanda's um is the one I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Now, then don't get me wrong, I love Doctor Strange as well, not as much as you. I'll, I'll um Ben and like I said, I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but you know I'm just gonna have to give the edge to Wanda here. So, yeah. But do you have anything else to add before we move on? No, I think that I think that we can. 
we can agree to disagree here about Wanda and Doctor Strange, but yes. I think it's one and the same. It's going to be an amazing movie either, look, movie look. either way. Hey, look, and trust me, everybody listen, everybody listening, I would love for Wanda to be redeemed. However, I really don't think she's going to be all puppies and rainbows after this movie. And I definitely think there's going to be half of the audience. And I, like I said, I, I have my concerns about what people are going to think of Wanda after this film. I, I, yeah. And that, that's all I'm going to say there. All right. Next. We are going to talk a little bit about, you know, stuff that has basically stemmed off of what if Jared. So what it, basically ideas that have presented, you know, include and uh, guys, just uh, for a warning, we are going to we are going to share this because uh, not only was her shield on the poster, but she was actually in a TV spot recently. So I am going to share that now. And I'm sorry, you can leave. You can obviously leave now. If you would like, you know, not like to hear this, but I mean, I feel like it's common knowledge by now since the shield was on the poster. Um, Captain Carter is in this film. Uh, you have Sinister Strange, with, who is in this film, who may or may not be a what if variant, but you're like, you're like, you know, evil kind of like evil Doctor Strange was exploring a what if. You have Zombie Strange, which is shown at the end of the trailer, and then you have Ultron Box as well. So, Jared, taking it all into that account, which I think I'm going to know your answer for this one, too, because, you know, yeah, I, I, I sense a pattern here. But um, which concepts that were originally developed in What If that will be coming into this film more uh, are you looking forward to the most? Doctor Strange. I'm mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, I mean, all right. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't need. No, hey, yeah, I don't, no, 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 look, they don't need Rod, to hear you out. They don't need Rod, to hear you. You're Rod, good. Road, hear me out. Yep. Doctor Strange. I am excited for Sinister Strange. If he is the variant from What If? If not, I will give a different answer. I'm excited for the Ultron box because that presents Ultron. A bigger, okay. All that right. presents a bigger thing, and that means that they're most likely controlled by a hive mind, and there's someone at the center of that. So it'll be interesting to see if they're controlled by the Illuminati or they're controlled by a singular person. But either way, I'm really excited to see them. Captain Carter is cool, but I think that she will definitely be more minor than um, like Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. I'm definitely going to have to disagree with you again there. Um, I'm sorry about that. Episode 4 was one of my favorite. Don't get me wrong. Episode 4 was one of my favorite episodes of What If. I loved, I absolutely loved Sinister Strange. That was very cool. And it seems like he's going to be menacing. I don't really think he's going to have a huge role in this movie. That's just my opinion. I actually think he's going to be involved in that one scene and then it's going to be him versus Sinister Strange, Doctor Strange versus Sinister Strange, and Doctor Strange is going to kill Sinister Strange after that. That's what I think, at least. I don't see... I mean, he's not the main villain, so I don't see how he factors into a big role in this. Um, but here's the thing. I The reason why I disagree is because I have been a big fan of Peggy Carter and almost every single thing that she's been in related to Captain America... Um, without her, this story with Steve Rogers would not even be a thing. And obviously it wouldn't like be 
as a, I, and I think that Haley Atwell has done a phenomenal job playing her. Um, and I enjoyed the Captain Carter episode from What If. I actually think that was a very cool take on it. And seeing Captain Carter in Multiverse of Madness is a very cool opportunity because we not only get to see it in live action, we get to see, you know, Haley Atwell return who in my opinion was a great, played the part greatly. She did a phenomenal job uh, acting and I'm just excited to see her um, once again. And I, yeah, she, it's good. It's just one of the multiple cameos that are going to take place in this film. And I'm looking forward to it more than I would say with that Sinister Strange. But, and uh, yeah, I'm also excited to see Ultron Batslo. I'm a fan of the Ultron storyline. I think that Wanda, Keep in mind, we're probably going to see Wanda versus some Ultron bots in this. And obviously, Ultron was heavily, heavily connected to her past, especially in Age of Ultron. So it could that callback could be pretty cool as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them, obviously. I mean, it's not like, oh, we hate this one, so, I mean, so that's on the bottom list. No, I'm looking forward to seeing Zombie Strange. I'm looking forward to seeing Sinister Strange as well. I'm just really looking forward to all of them. I would say Captain Carter is my favorite though probably as a member of the illuminati so uh, anything else you want to add around the um around the uh topic of what if basically uh no i think that i i will will, i'm gonna say one thing real quick Mm -hmm. peggy carter i i don't know how big of a role she can feasibly serve in this movie because of how grand the movie is. But I do think that she can serve quite a large role if they implement her in the right way. If they do, if they do, and I think that they can, I think that she can implement a much larger role than I expect or you expect. No, 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 probably around what you expect. It's just that right now I'm so focused on all of the big things that I'm not really focusing on the small things. And you have made me realize that. So now that I think about it, even the rather, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say unpowerful, but less powerful people can serve a huge purpose in this film. Um, just whether it's sacrifice, whether it's influence, whether it's, it, it, it could be a bunch of things. But I, I would, I would, I would say that I am a little more hyped for Peggy Carter now that now from what you said. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think that, you know, the role of the Illuminati, I don't even think they're going to be coming in until like about an hour into this movie or so. Um, When you take that into consideration, I don't think their screen time is obviously going to be as much. Um, I also don't see, and I will talk about this later. I don't see this all being puppies and rainbows uh, for the Illuminati either. Um, so I don't even know. I don't, I don't know the fate. I, I hope Captain Carter, like, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know like the end game for somebody like Captain Carter in this, but I, I'm just, I'm just happy that we get to see it in my back. So yeah, that's that. Um, so next we're going to do like a bio cell thing, which, you know, we did like, you know, kind of a whole episode on this, but now we're going to do like, you know, just one potential thing. All right, so I'm going to give you five members, Jared. Five people that, you know, kind of have been like, you know, either spotted or spotted in trailers 
or been heavily rumored from the get-go. Um, you're going to tell me, you're going to buy or sell if all of these members are likely to be members of the Illuminati. And if you sell, you get to pick, you get to choose, um, like, you know, some that you think are going to be added in there that aren't in there right now, or like, you know, basically something along those lines. So if I were to tell you um, that the members of the Illuminati will be Professor X, Captain Carter, a ca- the Captain Marvel variant, Mordo and Mr. Fantastic, would you buy or sell this? Um, I would buy, I think I would. The only uh... can you wait, can you repeat that one more time? Let's see, let's see. Okay, Professor X, yep, Captain Carr, Captain Marvel, a variant. Mordo, Baron Mordo, and Mr. Fantastic. Oh, man. The only one I might sell, but I probably won't, is Captain Carter. But honestly, I would buy. I would buy. I think that there's going to be a lot of unexpected things in this movie, but I would definitely buy on Professor X. But yeah, no, I would overall, I would buy. Yeah, um, I would buy. I think that there's might be one or two members that we even might be missing, but I we got no indication. This is all based off stuff that we potentially see in trailers and stuff that's like you know been pretty. I would say more common knowledge than like you know a bit, a, 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 centered around the Illuminati than um, other characters. So yes, I would buy this. I was surprised when you said Captain Carter is the only if you want. I would say because the th- four that I think. Like, you know, I feel like four are locks here. You know, Professor X, Captain Carter, yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. Professor Marvel X Mr. Fantastic. So we, um, he was spotted. He was like, he was in one of those chairs with the skinny arms and stuff like that. Yeah, you unless, pointed that to me. What? Yeah. Unless that was like not him. and or, but, but I think that it's Mr. Fantastic. Um, and let me tell you something. It, bottom line is this. If Mr. Fantastic is the final guy in here, and this is why I'm buying it, because um, I, I think that Mr. Fantastic is going to be one of the best cameos in this film, um, regardless of how long it will be. And I'm basically, I'm kind of answering one of the next questions here, but, you know, I think that um, I'm really, I would really be looking forward to Mr. Fantastic, you know, ca- cross the figures that it does work out. But I know I do think it will. And I, that's why I'm buying, because I do believe that Mr. Fantastic will be basically making an MCU debut here in this film. So, uh, yeah, I'd buy it as well, Jared. Anything else you want to add to that before we move on? No, I, I think that I think that's pretty solid what you said. That list was that list is actually pretty good, I would say. Yeah. And like I said, there might be one. Or the, there might be a few more. Obviously, we don't know. We don't know all the other people there. But um, yeah. So far, I'm gonna say that that's that's a buy so far. So um, and this basically goes along with the most recent um, with obviously the last question we did. Um, out of those members that I've t- I've said here, which one are you most looking forward to okay. seeing? Uh, basically, well, it's for me. It's pretty much out of two. But I would definitely go. It's it's out of Mister Fan. Is out of Mister Fantastic or Professor X? But I would pretty easily go with Professor X. Seeing Professor X is gonna be so cool. 
seeing him in an MCU movie especially is going to be so awesome. Uh, and I'm super excited for that. I love Professor X as a character. And I think Mr. Fantastic is going to be awesome. But Professor X will be so cool. I will absolutely love that and adore that. His voice was perfect. So I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yep. I agree. Um, Professor X. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely like, I would say, I mean, I'll start off with the top three that I'm most looking forward to. Um, Captain Carter, Professor X and Mr. Fantastic. Um, Hopefully Mr. I mean, I'm saying that pretty casually, but I mean, I still have to give that one, like, you know, bit of hope in there. Um, With the Captain Marvel variant, don't get me wrong. um, I do think this is going to be because it's Maria Rambo who was, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision's mom, um, who in the real, like in the Earth 616, she unfortunately passed away due to cancer. But um, the uh, variant is, uh, the Maria Rambeau variant will be Captain Marvel in this. That's, that, that's been confirmed. Um, she, her face is like, you know, we've obviously seen her face as Captain Marvel in the, in the shows as well. So not, not to disrespect her, but I think that there are more interesting characters to come out of this including the three that I've said before. Now, when you have, but then it comes a bit down to like what you said. It's between Professor X and Mr. Fantastic. I love Professor X as well. And I think Patrick Stewart is a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And I, I think that he's a phenomenal actor. And I think that, you know, him seeing him returning as Professor X is a real gift. Um, however, I love the Fantastic Four. Um, don't like the movies. However, I love the comic books. I, I, you've heard me say it before. Really excited to see the film, the, the future Fantastic Four film. Seeing Reed Richards, regardless of how long he's in it or how long any of the Illuminati members are in it, I think that you know it's going to be a real treat to watch. You know, there are also some actors out there that I specifically love. I think that there's certainly potential for. You know, actors. Just, just say it. Just say it. Just no, say it. not gonna say it. Not just gonna, say it, Rowan. Why would I say it? Rowan, why would just I, say it. What? No, not on the. Rowan, no, Rowan, not a week before. I'm just actually not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Coward! You coward! No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm uh. just. I just. I know you. I. I know. I understand. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that to anybody who, like, you know, wants to potentially be surprised with who potentially, yeah. You never know who you might see in the costume is basically all I'm trying to say. So, wait, and yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty, um, that's pretty, hey, Jared, you can say it if you, hey, it's not my, hey, your voice, not, it's, it's your, it's your voice, not mine. My voice is choosing not to say it. You can say Wait, it. I, you, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. No. You, I mean, you should say it. You should say I, it. I'll give you. I'll give you the floor in a second, so you can say it. If you oh, want. Interesting. But, I mean, he could yeah. be from a popular like cinema thing. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you just said. That okay. Look, look. Like I said, I'm not going to be that guy because I think that first of all, I will say this. Mr. Fantastic is going to get the biggest theater reaction if it's just based off the actor alone. Um, you're not going to see a bigger theater reaction if it's if it's if it's not the. If it, I, I'm a firm believer that the, he's going to get the biggest theater reaction if it based off just off the actor alone. So you can take that however you will. You can, 
you can, you know, you can take that however you want. Jared might even tell you in the next two minutes. Who knows? But, um, Jared, now's your chance to say whatever you would like about Mr. Fitzpatrick. If you would like, hey, look. Wait. And floor, I guess. Floor is yours. Floor is yours. Okay, okay. Well, Rowan won't say it. Hang on. And I won't either. I won't either. Hang on a second. Hang on. No, hang on a second. We're just going to do a quick. Fans, if you do not want to find out, and if you do not want to, like, you know, if you want to be surprised with the actor, basically. I'm not going to say it, Rowan. I'm not going to say it. Okay. All right, no, no, no. I will respect Rowan's wishes, and I will not say it. However, just be excited for the role as Rowan is. Rowan is extremely excited. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to say something right now, and I really want to say, like, you know, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say it. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Tough day. Tough day at the office, I guess. So Okay, okay. So, Jerry, um, my last question is this, because, and basically, we've, we've talked about this before, we've talked about this before um regarding wanda but since like you know the the end game here with this film is basically setting up an ultimate like you know battle between (laughs) between wanda and dr strange um what do you think and i know that you i know what you're gonna say but like basically throughout this film what do you think is gonna happen with wanda and what do you think the end game is for her in this all right so Again, I am very hopeful that Wanda can be redeemed, and I know that you don't think she can. However, as of right now, knowing the events in Multiverse of Madness, sure, I do believe that she can be redeemed. Okay, okay, okay. But it's obvious that she's going to be a huge villain. She's going to do some crazy things. For for, for all we know, we could be shown the Illuminati for like a minute, and she'd come in and kill everyone. You know, like, there's so many possibilities of what she could do because she's so incredibly powerful. Like, I mean, there's not really much to say. If she does some really bad stuff to people from our Earth, then I think that she might become a villain officially. However, I'm hoping that she can come to terms with a couple things and be slightly redeemed and become neutral and get put out of the picture at about five like no I would say like seven eighths of the way through the film and then that can be the finale between a bunch of other people however I don't know if that will happen and she might be in the final battle opposing Doctor Strange there are a lot of possibilities I'm hoping that she can be saved but I just don't know anymore yep so here's the thing, not knowing anything about like, you know, what like, you know, what what this what the basis of like you know, Wanda's actions are gonna be in this film. Uh I have to, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't have concerns for like my buddy Professor X over there. And I, I'm not, especially Mr. Fantet. You know, if she kills if if she that's definitely a tough day at the office if she kills Mr. Fantastic. I mean, let me tell But that, I mean, I'll make it clear. Um, basically, 
it's been because it, it's been shown in trailers that Wanda um, does confront the Illuminati. My biggest concern is that she is that you know she shows no mercy against the Illuminati, and that's I guess that's you know I don't know if that's just speculation. I don't know if that's like you know a popular theory. I don't know what's I I really don't know what to expect in that whole battle between wanda and the illuminati like i don't know if she's gonna kill everyone i don't know if she kills like one i i she might i i I don't know what's gonna happen basically and but my concern is that if she wipes out someone like mr fantastic or professor or like professor x or even captain carter or the captain marvel variant or like you know all of them and if she does terrible things to Doctor Strange, Jared, like, you know, your favorite character, or like Wong, for example, or the new, obviously, America Chavez, the new superhero that's being introduced, are you really going to still get behind her by the time that, even by the time that she, like, you know, potentially gets redeemed in the finale? And like I said, it might not be, it might not, she might not be as bad as, you know, trailers are making it out to be. However, the trailers are making it out to be for her to be a menace. That is, that is what I, the vibes that I'm getting. So yeah, I just, I expect that she is going to be villain, the, a villain for the majority of this film, whether or not she gets redeemed is a different story. I would like to, I, I would like to see people's reaction to a potential redemption storyline because the question remains of like, you know, it, it it's, and even if you take like her and enslaving people basically in her town in Westview, like, you know, you have to wonder if that's redeemable. And that's just basically what we'll have to find out. Regardless, though, I do think it's Wanda versus Doctor Strange in the end. Whether she realizes what she's done and, like, you know, goes off and lives with peace and, you know, like, you know, um, lives with guilt, but at, at the same time knows that she d- did wrong um, remains to be seen. But, yeah, for now, I'm going to say, yeah, more of a villain arc for her in this film. So, is there anything else you wanted to add on to that? I, uh, I mean, not really. I think we we're coming to decently similar end, like realizations. But uh, I mean, again, I'll say this again and again. Either way, it's going to be a good movie, no matter what happens. If she's bad, if she's good, it's always going to change change the way we think about it. But it's it's still going to be a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, there's tons of things to look forward to in this film. Uh, obviously, we're looking forward to every second of it. And uh, yeah, but we are going to wrap up here. So we are looking forward to covering uh, Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and Multiverse Menace for, uh, the next time you hear from us. So uh, yeah, Jared, any other final thoughts before we uh, head out? Uh, no, I mean, as always, just there are a ton of clips on YouTube, like super mini trailers that, but they all have some different footage of Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness. Some are 15 seconds, some are 45 seconds. It's aside from the main trailers. And I would recommend going, watching all of those. They're really interesting. Watch them frame by frame. Don't watch them frame by frame. Just go through and watch them. It's, it's really interesting to see because there's a bunch of different film, but yeah, I'd recommend doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yep, we hope you're looking forward to these upcoming, this finale of Muna and Multiverse of Menace as much as we are. Um, and we will see you next time to cover it. Uh, thank you guys for being patient for a new episode. And, uh, yeah, have a great night. We will see you guys next time.